Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State, hosted by Joe Matthew and Reggie Blackwell. On today's episode, we talk about the big victory against the Baylor Bears and break down this weekend's game against West Virginia. But first, a message from our sponsor. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use promo code BLEAB50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's BLEAB50. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Joe. Good afternoon, my friend. Good afternoon. A hell of a win last week. We both was wrong. I'm the happiest man in the world to say that I was wrong. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) The Kansas State Wildcats, 31-3 over Baylor, at Baylor, on the road, with Will Howard leading the day again. Unbelievable. All I can say was, wow. Yeah, it was shocking. Shocking in a good way. Very exciting to see. Now, it was still a little nerve-wracking, a good portion into the game. I think I texted you when they were still ahead 14 points, maybe at halftime. I'm still kind of nervous about this. but Right, right. But they uh, showed up in the second half, too, and he shut Baylor down. And, yeah, it was real surprising. They held Baylor to three points which is the lowest point total they've ever held Baylor to in the series history. So that was great. And yeah, the, uh, I was real happy with it in general. Not very many complaints, if any, on that game. No, and some of the surprising things, and we're going to get into the, you know, what really got us off to this good of a start to be able to take care of Baylor. But once again, we got to start off. We'll get to the accolades of the offense in a little bit. But the defense obviously got the memo coming out of the Texas game that they, A, needed to tackle gap better, field gaps, and just have a lot more pride about getting off the field on third down, Joe. Because I think the defense made a conservative effort you know, we play first down fairly good. We play second down fairly good. But if we get in the third and six or seven, we got to find a way to make a particular stop and get off the field. 
So I think the defense as a whole rallied together, Joe, and did an excellent job of not giving up the big, big play, but they had an opportunity to get off the field. Other than the first drive, where Baylor actually had some momentum. Right. They was driving down the field very well. We got the turnover. Mm-hmm. We caught a break. But yes. I think other than that drive, Joe, we pretty much made the adjustments and shut these guys down very easily. Yeah, we did on that first drive. That's when uh, Kobe Savage had that in- that interception. And when I rewatched the game, I recalled that, you know, as I was watching it. And that was, I mean, I said at the time it was a game-changing play, but it really was a game-changing play because mm-hmm. Baylor scores a touchdown there. It's college football's a momentum game, so right. you never know what's going to happen. But we got the momentum after that and never looked back, to be honest. So a huge, huge play in that game. No, and we controlled the time of possession earlier. Even Martinez, when he was in the game, we we took care of the ball, had long, very methodical drive. And right. You see the big disparity of the time of possession that we had in the game, which played keep away from Baylor, which I think was another important factor in this game. We were able to sustain those drives early, get some points, uh, one time we got stalled with a field goal, but for the most part, get touchdowns. And you talk about getting that turnover because I do think Baylor would probably go in and score if we don't have that turnover on that series because they had some momentum. We could have been very easily looking at a completely different ball game if that didn't happen. For sure. And you mentioned the time of possession. It's kind of funny. We both talked about that last week on the podcast, that that was important. And, you know, we had to control the clock, blow methodical drives, and that's exactly what happened. And I kind of wondered if the coaches listened to us or they had that yeah, that game yeah. plan by themselves. It sure was eerily, <laughs> eerily ironic, though, Joe, yeah. that uh, they, they did it to a T mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and executed it well. I think it's always a lot of times part of the plan. Yes. But the next piece of the puzzle has to be the execution part of it. And Kansas State did a very good job of of doing that. Yeah, and I was watching oh sorry. I I was watching the game with a couple buddies. This is just a funny aside. But it was well into the second quarter, almost the halftime. And one of my buddies says, Has Baylor even had the ball yet? (laughs) <laughs> it was Absolutely. you know just kind of sarcastically saying that he said what is the time of possession it seems like k-state has had the ball the entire game and then they finally showed it on the screen and i think k-state had doubled them up even more than that maybe on time of possession but yeah it's interesting that he said that you know kind of sarcastically but it's you know that they had to do that and that's exactly what they did and you, you know you mentioned that it doesn't always work out that way but it did for K-State on that day. No, it definitely did, Joe. One thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, K-State ability to be able to focus on the road, on a night game, coming off a loss to Texas, really the mental capacity of this team has really, really, A, surprised me, uh, and is definitely a attribute 
to Chris Kleiman and his staff to be able to get these guys back focused in a hostile environment in a night game off, the, off a very disappointing loss to Texas to be able to rally back. And we've seen this before, Joe, because you talked about earlier mm-hmm. on a couple podcasts before where in years past, when we lost those tough ones, like we lost to a two-lane, there was multiple losses coming back in a row under climbing era. Now it seemed like coming off the TC law, TCU loss, we rebounded. Coming off the Tulane loss, we rebounded. Coming off the Texas loss, we rebounded. Now it seems like, for whatever reason, maybe it's this group, maybe it's Chris Kleiman. I think it's a combination of everything. They're able to refocus, get their head back in the game, and to take care of business. Yes, that one game at a time approach. Yeah, he's not letting those losses snowball like he has in previous seasons. Right. They're they were able to rebound and the, you know the next game is a new game and sometimes you know they they played great on Saturday obviously the other the the week before the defense wasn't as strong especially in the first half you mentioned Daniel Green was back and healthy and that had a lot to do with the performance we saw on Saturday but as a group they just put it behind them and came out and played a new game. And that's great to see. No, most definitely. So let's talk a little bit. We're going to get into my big ball of the game uh, in a little bit, Joe. And we got a lot of candidates for that big ball award this week as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that we can talk about. But I do want to mention, we got to talk about Will Howard again. Will Howard, unexpectedly, I mean, Adrian Martinez is the starter. He gets banged up on a fluke quarterback sneak. But when you look at it again on TV, you can see where his ankle leg kind of got rolled up on in a bad position. Uh, looked like just a bad deal. Probably didn't seem like it was as bad at the time. But once they probably looked at it further, it was a kind of a bad little quirky injury for Martinez. But how about Will Howard? Once again, takes the ball doesn't hesitate, stays aggressive, gets out there and leads Kansas State to a victory. And he comes in, once again, he's 19 of 27, 196 yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns uh, for this young man again. And he didn't miss a beat. And before uh, Adrian Martinez went out the game, he was seven eight. Yeah, it was only for twenty five yards. Yeah, they were doing those short passes and yeah, small. Mm-hmm. So, what about Will Howard? I think in my mind, and me and you talked about this earlier in the week offline. I was still, I am still kind of torn that Adrian Martinez is a starter of this team, but I've got to be the first to admit now, as we look at the body of work of Will Howard. He seems like he's given the K-State offense. It looked like it moves a little better. It looked like it flows. He's playing at a high level and the players around him seem to trust him and they're making plays. Mm -hmm. And what I've really noticed about 
a change in his game from last year. The, the glaring change is when he's back in the pocket and nobody's open and he doesn't have anywhere to scramble. He'll kind of look around and look at all his options. You know, just throw the ball away. He'll throw it out of bounds. Correct. And that is great because in this game in particular, every time he did that, the next play up was a positive yardage play. So and instead of forcing the ball into coverage and maybe throwing an interception, he's just, all right, I'll get him next play. You know, throwing the ball away and say, we'll get him next down. And that's maturity. And it's maturing in the offense, understanding the offense a little bit more, you know, growing up a little bit and not trying to force the ball in and turning the ball over. And I think that's one of the main things that he's doing a lot better than, than we've seen in previous years. Uh, absolutely, no doubt. And then also what I think, Will Howard, is the game has completely slowed down for him, Joe. And right. that's when you talked about the progressions. And this has got to be kudos to all the games that he has played where he took those lumps, where he looked like he was one of the, you know, why do we sign these guys, you know, guy at first, when he was going through looking like a deer in headlights because the game was still fast for him. He was young. But now I think he's benefited from that experience, Joe, and he's continued to put in the work in the spring and the summer months of saying, hey, I can play quarterback at the Power 5 Big 12 level at a high level, which in turn now, the fruits of his labor, him getting that experience, now has put Kansas State in a position to having a great backup quarterback and a guy that could potentially lead them on to a Big 12 uh, championship game and potentially a Big 12 championship. I do think it's kudos to Colin Klein as well because he has decided to not handcuff Will Howard. I think he has actually called a more aggressive game with Will Howard under center than he does with Martinez. Now, some people can look at that and say, yes, probably so, because Martinez has the running ability. But what I'm seeing, it looks like Colin is not holding back on anything. The playbook is completely wide open. You can see with the fleet flicker, with the call that he did in the game against Baylor, everything's on the table. You know, he's throwing back shoulders to, you know, Bill sent, you know, to, to Senate and, you know, just every different play call you can think of, he's pushing the gas pedal. Yeah, I think that's a good observation, and I agree with it. I think, you know, it's hard to tell exactly, but our assumption, uh, you know, it's sometimes reality. So it does appear that the, the playbook is more wide open when uh, Will is in the game. Your perception is your reality. So, yeah, I think the it does appear that the playbook is more wide open and they're calling more diverse plays when Will is in the game. Obviously, they're not calling as many quarterback run plays as they would when Martinez is in there. Right. So maybe that has something to do with it. But Will is, you know, if someone's even the slightest wide open downfield, he's taking that chance. And I, like on that, man, that first touchdown of the game, the Senate, 
he threw into double coverage, basically. And just what a pass. He threw it in the only place and it could catch it for the touchdown. Very impressive. I I mentioned that it was probably the best throw of his career. It just an amazing throw. And I mentioned to my buddies, you know, Joe Montana used to do crap like that. You know, get into a tight window right. like that. Between two get two defenders right into the receiver's hands. And that's just what that one pass looked like. I'm not comparing Will Howard to Joe Montana, but right. that one pass looked like that. And that's that's an NFL caliber pass. And that's the and that's a tribute to the confidence that Will Howard is playing with right now. Yeah, a lot of confidence. Joe, Joe, a lot of people would not even attempt at that throw Mm -hmm. uh, in that very tight window. But he made a phenomenal job. He spent that ball, got it in there. I was a little nervous when I saw it. I was like, oh. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good job, Will. Yeah. You know. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Right. <laughs> so it was one of those type of deals, but a hell of a a hell of a throw, and he did get it out. What I like too is the distribution of people that are catching the balls, and I think this had to do a little bit of Warner and Nose being banged up, but you had you know one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven different people catch balls uh, from Martinez or Will Howard uh, on Saturday. That distribution was big. And it's unbelievable spreading that ball around. So I want to get into Reggie's big ball of the week, Joe. We got All a right. lot of we got a lot of candidates. That can uh, get this going. I'm going to have to give me some theme music introducing into this too next week, Joe. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. that. Right. <laughs> we'll get some, we'll get that. Our candidates, Joe, is number one, the guy we've been talking about all day. Will Howard, 19 of 27, 196 yards, three touchdown passes, two rushing for six yards, comes in the game. Off the bench, cold as ice, thinking he's going to have a day off down in Waco and lights it up again. Will Howard is definitely a nominee for our big ball of the game, but we'll, but he's got some tough competition, Joe. Yes, he does. The next one I got is Deuce Vaughn. Once again, he's always in the big ball of conversation. 25 carries, 106 yards. 4.2 average, 18 of his long, no touchdown on rushing, but he comes back and have 50 yards in receiving on eight receptions, one touchdown with a long of 20 yards. So once again, 156 total yards of offense from Deuce Vaughn and a touchdown. He delivers again. And eight passes, eight pass catches is just Unreal. Kleiman mentioned in his presser today that Baylor kind of what Baylor was doing on defense allowed for that to happen or deuce to you know get out in space a little bit and catch those passes and get open. So yeah, it's yeah, great. The, yeah, you're right. A lot of those was on those corner blitzes. And yeah. they was getting deuce out in the flat. They were right. getting over the corner, cover that, and deuce was making some plays. Um, a hell of a job for them. Great adjustment 
by Howard and the offense for getting it out there to do. Because a couple times, Howard didn't have the best view and angle to get that ball out to Deuce, and he did get it out to complete it. Yep. The next one who had a dynamic performance as well is Ben Stennett, the sophomore. Didn't know if he was a tailback. He is a tight end. He's an H-back sometime. But, boy, they're getting him out in routes more and more. They're getting a good feel for him and confidence of him catching the ball. He showed glimpses of it in the Oklahoma game, but seven receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns, a very big-time touchdown on the kind of I call back shoulder jump ball catch where Howard threw it only him and uh, can catch it, but Ben made a great adjustment on the ball and called it. A hell of a performance from him, Joe. Yeah, and the announcers said his name so much that I realized that I think I was mispronouncing it on previous podcasts. <laughs> it's Sinnott. I think I was saying Sinnott, but yeah, Ben Sinnott. Yeah, it's Sinnott, not Sinnott. Right. A lot of people did it. I heard somebody else say Sinnott earlier today, even at the press conference, I think, against with climbing, somebody says. Senate and his Senate. Right. So the 6'4, 247 pound sophomore from Waterloo, Ohio, I mean, Iowa. Um, oh, is he from Waterloo? All right. Waterloo, same place as Chris Kleiman. Uh, you know, was, was buddies with Ben Senate's dad. Uh, that's how the guy got to K State. But he looks like he's turning into a pretty good athlete, Joe. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we got got a couple more years of him, which is going to be fun to watch. So my last big baller is on on defense. And and I had a few guys that that I liked on defense. Collectively as a whole, the defense played phenomenal. I mean, they just Mm -hmm. played just phenomenal. But the guy that made some impact to me uh, on defense – was um, Cheatham. Mm-hmm. Cheatham had five total tackles. Uh, he had a uh, he had an interception and he had three solos. The guy just seemed to play consistently. He was around the ball. He's the uh, transfer from Prairie View A and M. We're going to have to use a lot of him now with Kobe Savage being out. But yep. Cheatham played a very physical game was active around the ball, and was a real good anchor in that defense. A lot of those guys could have been nominated, but that's my guy I got nominated from the defensive standpoint. So collectively, Joe, it was hard to choose. I was going round and round at this. At first, I had an obvious choice. Then I say, oh, maybe not this guy. But at the end of the day, I got to go with Ben Sennett. His just impact of catching that initial touchdown pass and making the other play on the ball, even though it had to be thrown by Will Howard. I could have very easily picked Will, but I'm going by, I'm going with Senate. He had seven receptions. He still blocked very well and two touchdowns. He's my Reggie's big ball of the game. Ben Senate, the sophomore from Waterloo, Iowa, former walk on. He did the little Michael, uh, he did the LeBron James deal on his second touchdown. The kids got a lot of confidence. I didn't really think he was a true tight end at the beginning of the year, 
but it looks like he's running better routes than I thought. Yeah, he played great, and I'm good with that. I agree with you. Yeah, so he's my guy. Do you disagree with that, or would you go with somebody else, Joe? No, I agree with that. Like you said, there's a lot of good choices, but you know it was a breakout performance that no one really expected. <laughs> and you know, you know, he looked like one of the stars on the team. And no. so, so, I mean, yeah, I'm good with it. No doubt. So now we transition, Joe. We got to go back on the road again to Morgantown. Morgantown, West Virginia. They usually play very – they upset Oklahoma last week, beat Oklahoma for the first time in the history of playing in the Big 12 Conference. This is a team that is not happy where they really want to be. They're four and six on the year. Look like they're going to have a different quarterback, probably starting or at least maybe playing both quarterbacks now. They've been a little banged up at the running back position. Got some young guys. Secondary is a little maligned. Front seven mm-hmm. is somewhat okay. But they just play a different brand of football at home on the road. They're a disaster. At home, they somewhat play competitive. Yeah, they do. And they uh, West Virginia fired their athletic director yesterday, I believe. And so you know what's coming then. That means Neil Brown is next. (laughs) So they're going to let it play out the season, I guess, or coach out the season and then probably find another coach. So there's a little – not controversy, but there's, you know, unsettledness there within that program right now. And like you said, they, they play pretty well at home and they've, they've had some good games this year so far, but I don't know. I like the cat's chances in this one in West Virginia's secondary is not good. We should be able to pass the ball pretty well and at will. So I like, I mean, I like the catch chances. And the only thing that does worry me is Will coming in and starting instead of, you know, coming in and going off the bench. I hope he doesn't take that and play it any differently than he has with these previous games. You know, you never know, but, you know, he's the guy this week. So instead of being the backup, I don't think his prep will be any different. It'll be a little different in practice. It'll be taking all the reps. That's the only thing that worries me a little bit. And if he does throw some interceptions, this game could be closer than we than uh, we would like. Right. But I, I mean, I think we'll be fine. I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but yeah. Well, my thoughts are we're a seven and a half point favorite. I think that's about right on. I think we'll win this game between eight and 10 points. I do think West Virginia will play very spirited. Um, For whatever reason, Neil Brown is still able to get this team up and ready to play at home. They played at TCU very tough, lost 41 to 31 a couple weeks ago. They did, I mean, at home. They did beat Oklahoma 23 to 20. Uh, Oklahoma missed a couple field goals. I think that game would have went the other way. But I'm like you. I think Kansas State has too much on the line. 
I do think the maturity of this group understand the one week, one game mentality, but they do understand that they control their own destiny again. They got a second life getting to the Big 12 championship. And I do think these guys will not fall on the sword with that opportunity. They know they got a big home rivalry coming up against a Kansas team that's going to be game and competitive. And that's going to, if we win this game, then that's going to knock, want to knock them out of their uh, position of going to the Big 12 championship the next week. Now, it is going to be senior day for some of these West Virginia guys. I do think they'll come out emotional because they'll have the ceremony with their parents and, and the whole pageantry thing. But I think at the end of the day, we have more talent than West Virginia. I think disciplinized, we will minimize the turnover. And I think we'll, with this kind of being somewhat a homecoming from them, from being from the area, not necessarily from West Virginia, but being fairly close to home and not having a good outing when he played up there a couple of years ago, back in 20, he where he got destroyed at West Virginia. I think he has a little chip on his shoulder and will want to prove something and we'll get it done. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we'll be focused. They know it's on the line, so there's no reason to be lazy this week. <laughs> and good point about, you know, this their second chance of controlling their own destiny. Win two games when you're in the Big 12 championship. So I think they understand that, and they'll be focused. Barring a bunch of turnovers and unforeseen things like that, I think the cats should take care of business. Yeah, and this will get us, you know, to, you know, six and two in the conference, uh, winning on the road in the Big 12 is hard. I think if we win this game, this would probably be one of the most games we won on the road, probably in the Big 12 since probably 2012 when we won the Big 12 championship. And mm-hmm. we can check the stats on that to be correct, Joe. But I think road victories, if we win this one, it'll probably put us at the most wins we won in the Big 12 in a decade on the road. So uh, I think these guys will get it done. I'm thinking 34. Uh, I'm actually thinking 34 to like 21. I think we'll get it done. We'll get it done comfortably. And I'll go 34 to 20 because I was thinking two touchdowns. So I'll go with that. I just don't, I think if, if Will comes out of place like he has been playing and we, the offense is humming like it has been, that will score well in the 30s and over West Virginia under three touchdowns for sure. So. That's just how I feel about it. I mean, I I feel really good about this game. I don't feel really good about a lot of them, but this one, I think, the Cats show up, aired, they should take care of business rather easily. So, Well, we're, we're both thinking the same thing. Let's hope that we get it done. Uh, I, I think if they keep comparing with the renewed focus and on what's in front of them, Joe, like we talked about, they should tackle business, but it won't be an easy game. Virginia, Uh, But when we thought it would be a tough game at Baylor, odd things happen. 
So, and that's how odd things can happen in the inverse way, too, as well. You can be into a dog fight with West Virginia. But I do think that the team is focused. I think Coach Kleiman has the pulse of the locker room. I think he has this group believing that they can not only win this game, they can win the next one, and they can get into the Big 12 championship and actually try to win the conference. So I'm looking forward to these next couple weeks, looking forward to getting this one done. I know it's hard for us to stay one week at a time, but uh, that's what we're going to try to do, take care of West Virginia, and then we'll get ready, get ready, get ready for the Jayhawks. I like it when you said get rid of the Jayhawks. That's a better way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about that one next week. Yeah. So let's go, uh, Joe. Go Wildcats. Uh, yes, sir. Believe in, believe in K-State. Bet online. And uh, go Cats. Go Cats. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.